0: Welcome to the learning by doing podcast. My name is Ethan, Ethan Cisneros, Ethan from Thirst as I like to brand myself. I'm the owner of Thirst Drinks here in Salt Lake. We are a very loud, offensive, ambitious company. And this podcast is part of the documentation of my journey. Here you're gonna find insights in me running my business and kind of the behind the scenes. So let's check out an episode. Can't even remember the episode number, but we're back with learning by doing. Back in a huge way. I mostly can't remember it because I'm trying to, st- I, I was trying to start this episode with like a memory. And I've got three or four of them because I've known <laughs> my guest today, Lauren Warner, for a bit. Um, Lauren is the o- owner of Honest Eatery here in Salt Lake, a few different locations. And when someone says, like I've heard the term hustle respects hustle. You and I got a lot of that for each other, <laughs> even though we don't chat that much. This is probably be the longest time we've ever chatted. <laughs> I know. Right yeah, now, it's true. It's true. Like the first thing I said to Lauren when I got in here is this is one of the first times we haven't been rushing past each other and been like, Oh yeah, but Hey bro, we'll see you later. Bro. <laughs> kind of interaction. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, oh, yeah. But dude, more than anything, so much respect for you, bro. Oh, like, thanks. I look up to you a lot. I'm, I'm a huge fan of your company. So that, the way we met i th- was at the vivin arena yeah i mean we might right. have heard of each other's companies before yeah. then but this is right when you were starting up yeah. so i'll start off with the story i had just gotten into the arena and i'm this is back at the time this is we're talking about the vivin smart home arena jazz where the jazz play this was all i was thinking about was my jazz <laughs> location i can't tell you like <laughs> looking back at it now and how much i don't really like i have a manager for that yeah. store and they yeah. take care of a lot of it it was my main focus dude like uh, every innovation every yeah. marketing thought every <laughs> everything i was doing was how can we make the and smart arena location better yeah and uh so i was there i was excited walking through the little uh, like what's it called um concourse concourse yeah. one day and uh i see honest eatery <laughs> i think we had talked about doing an acai bowl feature like as a weekend feature at Thirst before, okay. and I think I just stomped in there and said hello, right? Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so my memory is, so we actually got a trial. The Arena said, "Hey, we want to try you." I had gone in and pitched them on putting the concept in. Yeah. Of, got, of,
0: we, acai into of acai into the of Aussie into the arena,
1: like a healthy option into yeah. the arena, and so um, that was trial time trial got it like it was a playoff game big game they yeah. put us in cup I remember ops. the
0: temporary signs They put, yeah, that's
1: right they put up temporary signs they put us in cut Bops location where they used to be right inside that yep. that door so it was a really nice location and I had coincidentally I had read something about you or seen something about you on tv like within the two weeks before okay knew you were there yeah and you came down and just like introduced yourself and said hey whatever we can do to help and okay. so like that for me, it was dope. Yeah. It was, it was.
0: Well, and I remember one of the arena guys cause and I had, I think I was like, hey, we should maybe do a weekend feature or something together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the arena guys was teasing me and I was already making deals. <laughs> <laughs> for
1: arena. Probably Dante, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. So
0: anyways, that's where Lauren and I met and yeah. then we just kind of figured out that we're actually up to a similar mission. Yeah. It's funny because I was thinking about it when I was coming over here. Our businesses like have grown at a similar pace and they're actually as far as store what do you see so you have three stores so we've
1: got three plus the arena yeah, yeah so that's kind of like us yeah.
0: three plus the arena and so we're at a, like a similar point and it makes it really relatable for us to do to i think even like the messaging that we've just briefly gone back and forth on of like literally what i just got done doing i feel like you can you're going to be able to relate to so much this morning got up at 5 a.m. <laughs> to get this massive pr- to facilitate this because you know we do have employees to help us but we still need to be there a lot yeah, of the time especially course. for big things at this stage and facilitate this huge order getting out but we have to have payroll in by noon because mm. everyone gets paid tomorrow and yeah. we don't get in by noon no one gets paid tomorrow and so squeeze payroll in and then boom we're up here for the next thing and then we're probably going to be dragged out of this for something and then come it's back it's non-stop
1: non-stop Dude, and it's
0: I feel like it's the point tell me where you feel like you're at with your company right now how about give the spiel of kind of your company yeah of course but i feel like in my company i'm at like a interesting point of like it's not like we're the big boss yeah you know but we're also not in the smallest of trench it doesn't make sense for us to be in the smallest part of the trenches at all times you know what i mean so there's like a balance of how much do you keep your hands dirty and really do the grunt work because we're a small business, but you also got three locations, so yeah. you need managers and things like that. Anyways, we'll get into the, like, I think that's like kind of a scaling question. Great. Tell me yeah. the story of Honest Eatery. And yeah, Even bet. before, like yeah. what's been your, what's the entrepreneur story behind Lauren?
1: Yeah. So, um, first of all, thanks for having me. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Appreciate the Long respect. Intro. And we, um, I, I respect you immensely. <laughs> and true. I've told you often that I wish that at your age I had the perspective that I have now, um, and the drive that you have. Um, so, so just nothing but respect for you. So, back in um, uh, back in 2015. Um, so I do consulting as well. Um, I do management consulting with, um, large corporations and mostly in the oil and gas industry. And so oil, oil prices. So is that what you were
0: working on doing when you were my, like, what were you doing when you were my age? All the
1: way back. Yeah. So, so you're a young man. Um, I was, I was, I was in business school probably about at your age. Uh Um, and I went to business school at a young age and then I worked for corporate for, for 3 years What kind of places? Um, so I worked right out of business school I worked at Bank of America for 3 years. Okay. And um, I just hated it. You hated it? Hated it. It was um, I did I did we one make qu- good money? Great money. So like that was okay. at the time that was the draw for me. It's like I got all this school debt. I need to pay school debt off. I'm going to go take this job because they offered me a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I was like one of like 300,000 employees. Yeah. And so my influence and not like, I want to be the guy that controls everything, but like, I just felt like the work okay. I was doing was menial and wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, a friend of mine that and worked you're with in th- your twenties at this point. In my twenties. Okay. So yeah, so um, late, tw- like 27. Okay. So actually 20, 25, 25 was uh, 25 to 28, I was there. Um, from there, I left to go to work for a consulting company, did work in the oil and mm-hmm. gas. Um, really opened my eyes to kind of entrepreneurial world, um, because I was on projects by myself. I just had to figure stuff out on my own. Okay. Um, were you doing that that before? So no. Uh, So, so like, so the good thing about that is it took me all over the world. Um, I lived, I lived in Angola. I lived in, um, Brazil. I lived in, um, like on oil rig out in the Gulf of Mexico. And so so it just gave me a lot of experience job. for this job. Figuring and s- stuff out on my own. Figuring stuff allotment. out on my own. Just the, this is kind Kay. of the project objective. Figure it out. So it's just a lot of hustle figuring stuff out. Cause you've you've got to you've got to show your worth to the people that you're working with. So long and short, from there, I got the idea that hey, I could probably do this on my own. I don't need a consulting company to take sixty percent of what they're charging for me to be out so there. So is
0: it? sorry I'm trying to understand yeah, so yeah. like you got this job at this company that yeah. taught kind of taught you the ropes of how to consult to yeah. these people that you were going around correct. To, right correct and then you're like okay I want to probably do something
1: yeah own. so so like I think most consultants get to this point where they realize hey mostly they're doing business development for me but I'm the one that actually does the work and they're taking 60% yeah. of the money um, so got the idea that I could do this on my own, found a client that would subcontract me for his, for his, um, his people, uh, long and short did a great project with them in, um, in California and in Texas and Is this 30s um, now, yeah. And 30 in thirties. Okay. And so, so I'm 42,
0: okay.
1: um, 43 actually just turned 43. Gotcha. So, um, in 2015, in the 2015, market kind of crashed. Right. And on most of my experience, my clients were oil and gas. And um, I all of a sudden went from having lots of income to no income and no, no prospects of having more work in the future mm-hmm. in the short term. And so I started thinking about ideas that we want to do. My wife and I had lived in Brazil. We, there was a concept in Brazil that we really liked that sold acai, healthy options, um, so, in 2015, towards the end of 2015, 2016, we opened a concept um, with a business partner. Um, we ran that concept for a few years and just the partnership didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, we sold that and said, hey, we want to do something kind of on our own. And that was the origins of Honest Eatery. Um, and so.
0: I kind of remember it from there now. Yeah, I feel like I was. Part, that's you were part. You, you you probably You probably you
1: saw everything. Right. From there, and so so we opened up arena. Shortly after that, we opened up downtown. Uh, two months later, foothill, and then in 2020, we opened up Provo, which we then closed and moved up to uh, Sugar House. We kept everything a little closer.
0: Right. So now, before I ask a bunch of questions on it, now what? Now where's it at? Are you gonna open more? Or do you wanna? have this little ecosystem in salt lake do you yeah i mean so there? you
1: you know you know how these things happen right like yeah. everyone who comes in they're like i want a franchise yeah right like you get you probably get that 20 times a week yeah right uh and so we get that um i'm always Does a little it excite bit, you uh, it's it's exciting that it's flattering that's To me right it's like flattering
0: yeah. but it's at this point, it's, yeah, <laughs> to your point, it's literally once a week, three times a week sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know? So so you're right. It's flattering, right, that someone sees your business and yeah. says, I like that business. I would want to own that business. Yeah. It's also a little bit concerning you. I think you're like me in the sense that you protect your brand. Mm-hmm. And so you're always concerned about your brand and your reputation. Yeah. And when you talk about franchising, all of a sudden you're talking about possibly
0: someone... Um, putting your brand trust putting, in someone else. Right. Yeah. So now you have honest eatery. It's in Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, what about Lauren behind the scenes? Like what, what's your, <laughs> what are you trying to do as an entrepreneur? Do you feel, do you feel like n- now you were on like a, a journey to be, keep going on with entrepreneurship? Was this kind of a thing you and Marie, your wife wanted yeah. to do? Yeah.
1: So, um, so yeah. Um, Honest is something that's really ingrained within who I'm we are. I'm sorry I
0: interrupt you. I'm picking at you because <laughs> I feel like we're, it, we've, I've from afar felt very similar in our yeah. journeys and the yeah. way we thought about things. Yeah. But tell me because I'm interested.
1: So, so I think you can probably relate to this. I, I know you can. Um, uh, when we put Honest together, like we really wanted to be part of the communities that we operated in. In fact, downtown, we live downtown. Um, we're on Regent Street. Regent mm-hmm. Street, they redeveloped, and no one went in. Right. No one went in. Was
0: this you mean right when you opened?
1: Yeah, yeah. like even before. I no, they that. Had built yeah. that, and no one went in. Yeah. Um, it took. Coolest be- street of all it's time. Beautiful
0: street. Needs to be re- yeah. revived. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at it's, this point, it's
1: it's revived, yeah. and it's just people haven't gone in. They wanted the COVID, whole thing right? restaurants. And so long and short, we we set, we had our eye on the spot. We went to them like a year before and they're like, that spot is going to go to someone else and we never saw anyone else go in. So anyway, we kept pushing and we wanted to go to that spot. But at the same time, we we knew that we couldn't just have our first store be a downtown store. We needed something in the suburbs. Um, So you did these kind of together. So we we did Foothill at the same. It was always in the vision that we would do two. Yeah. And so, but it's kind of our community, right? Like this is the area that we live in. We know the customers that come mm-hmm. in. And so that was that was like a big thing for for us. Yeah.
0: Um, tell me about kind of your strategy as an entrepreneur. Like my, you know me, I'm a big offensive, yeah. loud marketing. Yeah. Like I love marketing. You know how much I love marketing yeah. and stance on that. What do you feel like it takes I mean, you've been a successful business now for, is it four years? Are yeah, you in your fourth, so, working so, on so your fourth year? Yeah, if you can't,
1: three years is yeah. probably more accurate. Yeah. And
0: you had the business before this, what yeah. does it take right now to be a successful uh, biz- brick and mortar <laughs> business, <laughs> where you have to bring people, <laughs> yeah. Not you're not at an arena, I'm not talking yeah, about arena, I'm yeah. talking about Foothill or downtown, yeah. that region street, like how do you bring people into a store, is it, do you focus more on the customer experience yeah. to then oh so good we're gonna come back and tell our friends do you feel like you're trying to go grab more customers with marketing yeah so what does it take to actually yeah so
1: by nature I'm a process guy that's what I helped in my consulting. I go process um, I look at continuous improvement how are we gonna be better My wife is very much the product-driven. Came from a culinary family. Yeah, she's good. So she developed that, and I'm I'm kind of the process guy, the operation guy, the finance guy, and so I think there are a couple things. I also worked at Grand America, and that shaped my life in the sense of understanding how to serve people. I was there during the 2002 Olympics, um, and Grand America taught me the importance of actually how to serve others Good customer service basically. yeah so yeah. it was phenomenal so so, so
0: like you're comparing a hotel yeah. industry which is kind of known for serving you really well right? yeah to a food business it just doesn't even get done enough but it's
1: dude so true sorry true. Right, go on. no so it's true so so to your point like perfect though one of the one of the first things that that we've and I actually when I I did a I did a exchange program in Rio during business school and I had a class that was called service operations, and it was focused on so much restaurants and hotels and I learned a ton from that class and what I took away from that class is that the experience that you mentioned before the 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 guest experience from when they walk into the even before they walk into the door. Yeah to when they walk out has to be there. Yeah. And and so How d- do
0: you build that? Let's stop on that. Like yeah. the the experience. It's so frustrating. It's not frustrating. It's just like what are you doing when a company gets or let's just talk about a restaurant, that's yeah. <laughs> what we are and we'll stay narrow. Uh, although it, I think it applies, but why aren't why isn't every business grateful for their customers, dude? My, that's what I I try to make that like a thing that I always tell my managers and employees, like we need to learn. I don't expect you guys to, you know, go crazy about this, but we should be grateful for these customers being here. Like there's they don't have there's a billion other places they could get our product cheaper, you know, and it just frustrates me when you see businesses like taking advantage of their those customers don't have to come to you (laughs) no matter, especially if especially if like, say, for example, Thirst continues to get so popular and our lines, are we have a line problem, right? And we are just so like leaning on the fact that we have such a fun Instagram page and everyone's just gonna come back anyways. to yeah. just something we would never do that we neglect the actual experience. It's just, it, it's it been the hardest bounce, honestly, for me. It's like, cause I'm, like I was saying, I'm so loud, but for instance, when I opened Milk when I, in this store, the two of three, got my ass kicked dude yeah. <laughs> like with operations yeah, and training like yeah. you really think you're going to open yeah. a multi-million dollar yeah. you know revenue store that's not for children to do yeah. like that was kind of my slap in the face with mill creek yeah. it's like dude like that we kind of broke a million dollars in revenue right when mill creek opened per store like that and I was like, all right, this is a multi-million dollar, over a million dollar revenue store. Yeah. I need to be taking it seriously. When, yeah. when I opened Mill Creek, I was like, I got slapped in the face with that <laughs> stuff. But what's the balance there? like? Well, uh, so. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah.
1: So I think, I think it's hard to speak to all businesses, right? But I think sometimes what happens in business is you can focus so much on the numbers that all of a sudden when someone walks into the door, they're a number rather than an individual. Yeah. And that's the challenge, right? And it's a challenge from a process standpoint as well. When, I, when I'm in the stores working back there, putting acai together or back making toast or pressing a panini, mm-hmm. you can fall into the thing of, of just like, this is a process. I've got to get through the process. But I had an eye opener yesterday. I had a woman walk into our Foothill store with her do- with two kids and her husband. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, these women drag their husbands into our store, right? (laughs) The husbands aren't always attracted at first to our product offer. The demo
0: originally women.
1: It's women. Got it. But she came in, and she was so excited to show her family what was on the menu. And she was actually selling them on the menu. And so, what I realized. Of how nice it was? Well, just, just because she likes the food. Okay, so, yeah. she's selling them on this is what you should get, this yeah, and yeah. this.
0: She's excited about it. She's
1: excited. It. Yeah. And so, what I realized is you've been in stores where you walk up to the counter and the person's like no personality, they're not into it. So, imagine <sighs> this woman walks in, she's super excited, she goes up and she's with a bland individual. Yeah. The service becomes bland. Whereas for her, it was such a big thing, so important that she brought her family. Mm-hmm. And then if the service isn't there to go with it, the food can be as amazing as possible. Yeah. right? The food can be the best in the world, but if the service isn't there to go match with it and the processes behind the service to be fish efficient and quick yeah. aren't there, the experience is then blown for her and she's... Like she literally went out of her way mm-hmm. to come to my store.
0: Yeah, the most powerful form of marketing of all time. Yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah. it's like here I am, here we are trying to get, pay, like, get more engagement when we, someone literally dragged their family into our store. It's like yeah. the old, ultimate yeah. word of mouth. Yeah, dude. Well, it's fascinating because like I'm realizing right even when you're talking like, I, it's really clear to me a different, ang- a different angle we take on business. I think is that you like i'm learning to so you've heard i'm learning to focus on the experience honestly like i I honestly think it's something that i have like focused so much on marketing and sales and that i haven't even been focusing enough on bringing them back which honestly is some it's just fascinating because you don't do as much marketing as we do. because no, not, not, okay. not even close. Not but even close. But here you are continuing to be this equally as successful business. I think it's because the way you're doing Mark, you're playing offense by playing defense almost <laughs> yeah, in, so- in yeah, some yeah. ways. Cause you're yeah. playing better D than me and you're probably picking it off and scoring sometimes. <laughs> That's the way like yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's you can really win by like if if my employees at the win well first off if the pretzel bites were melted in your mouth fresh and good the drink was accurate and the customer service and free popcorn and the script was nailed yeah. like it I know it would work every single time yeah. but I just haven't like it's hard it's and diff- that was gonna be my next question is okay so like someone like me who maybe is on the side of too much not not enough focusing on the experience too much driving it in too fast how can you how can a business owner really break that down because you broke it down you said if this you took the whole experience and then you said the service and the food right i never even thought about it that way because i usually think all right Focus on the experience or focus on the marketing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're like, you got the food within it. So yeah. to me, that's, pre- was the drink yeah. accurate? Were the pretzels fresh? Like I was saying, was the customer service good? Was the wait time long? So you, right off the bat, broke it down. But tell me more about how you think about actually packing, providing a perfect experience. And how do you train your employees to do it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's <laughs> a challenge, right? Especially <laughs> in this market, right? With the, with the, it's hard to find employees. But so... Um, a lot of our approach, I'm really hands-on, I think you know this, you're, I see you doing the same. You're making pretzels, yep. you're in the
0: shops. Every ten, I, Every jazz game, he's pretty much in there. Been, and I bet. What are I, you doing, are you cutting labor in there? Are you, do you feel like you can't find good enough people? So, so
1: I just had a, a, I had an employee yesterday give me some feedback, which was great. And they said, Lauren, you're really centralistic. It was a nice way What's of, that mean? of, it was a really nice way of saying, you're a perfectionist and you're con- you like control. And you know gotcha. with your brand, you go back to your brand. So um, the this feedback was... making is, so much sense. Yeah. You
0: love the experience. You don't... <laughs> like you You would rather it be perfect than you maybe focus more on marketing or scale faster or something. Right? Yeah, so... It's making so much so sense. So the point
1: is, is so I'm at the jazz games a lot because for me as you said before that's a marquee experience it's pretty prestigious i think you agree Hell like yeah. to say i'm a small business inside of arena where where the where you it, where it an you nba clout. team plays gives you, <laughs> yeah. give you clout and so i'm super totally i want right. to make sure that that experience is right yeah i need to let go a little bit but but i'm i'm in the operation a lot yeah and one of the things that I need to do better and and as as such I'm able to give feedback I'm able to train I'm able to 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 help the team um, but there's a point where the team has to has to has to fly on their own
0: you said you were big into like process checklist yeah. stuff is the is the thing that because I'm two I'm I'm just louder about the other stuff <laughs> yeah. but I do like I'm hot on I built my whole training program and train you all. I'm really excited yeah, yeah, about it. I mean, have digital checklists. Yeah. Do you feel like it's more that you haven't processed everything out for someone else to do it? Or you're there, like that part's done. You're not worried about that. It's more, you're there to make sure it's getting done still perfectly. Yeah, I think that's
1: I think that's part of it. And one of the things that I've learned, so we use Jolt as well, like yeah. you, you yeah. helped reference that. So thank okay. you for that. And I don't feel as bad as so, should be some type of operation. <laughs> so, but what, what what I find is as someone that's process oriented, if I put too much focus on that, my employees then put too much focus on that, and then all of a sudden getting the task done, making our acai for the next two days becomes more important for the customer that's sitting out there or the order that showed up that has shown up on the KDS. Makes a lot of sense. So I've had to go back and tell them and re- res- reset the group and say, task is secondary to experience and to getting um, The the guest experience right. Dude, I
0: really like that. Yeah, it's it's something we're dealing with in our shop right now. Is like, and immediately my mind, I just, I feel like I'm getting, we're doing some consulting right now. But immediately in my mind, I thought one of the problems I think I have in my thirst stores, one of the problems we have is labor managing labor. Yeah, so freaking hard, dude. Um, I feel like it makes or breaks a business. Honestly, if you can't manage your labor, you've got a business. If Mm. I manage my labor right, the first five years of owning thirst, I'd be rich. I don't have any money right now. (laughs) That's that's how important it is. One of the hardest parts is closing for us because we'll we'll be busy till, say, Saturday night, 10 p.m., right? One of our busiest nights. We'll crush it, have a double lane drive-through. Then right at 10, we're closed. And we have seven people sitting there who are all now supposed to navigate the cleaning of this store, which people think just sort of... As you know, we're not just serving soda. Yeah, There's a lot of it's stuff out a lot out to there. do. Fra- cleaning fryers, yeah. tons of dishes for the whole day. Um, like immediately what went into my mind is what I first did was make these jolt checklists, which are a billion tasks. Yeah. And they do these at closing. They also do them like after their shifts like to, refre- to refresh things. And like it seems like they're robots yeah like they're not even yeah. they're not necessarily like working together to clean the store so that they can all go home it's who moved this specific item and cleaned it and i'm not doing anything for anyone else because i have this on my yeah. list type of thing yeah. same stuff with like responsibilities while you're working if there's three people in the shop we used to this is a way we're managing our labor right now and so just, I, I like to think people like us are listening to this and people like us are interested in the tactics yeah. but like one of the things we're doing right now is i learned this in wetzel camp by the way hmm. you know wetzel camp i yeah, went yeah, to yeah. uh like yeah. with scheduling we try to run out of 25 percent labor right yeah we my newest tactic is i made my each of my managers a spreadsheet to use to do this but they have a manager at all times then every hundred dollars an hour they have a an extra person uh we used to have like every this person's coming in to make beignets do the beignet checklist Mm -hmm. this person's coming in to work the window do the window checklist and that's what they would stay on which means i've got like seven or eight positions back there yeah now i'm changing it to this like we're here to work the shop yeah and if you got to throw a couple beignets in make them a creamy and then make a pretzel bite cup and hand it out the window yeah then that's what we got to do to make it work do you know what I mean? I don't know does that make sense maybe yeah, yeah, I, maybe yeah. i'm yeah. D- diving in like oh because i'm like this is the key I, I used to think this is the key for freedom and scale of on of business is write everything insanely specifically <laughs> out and that's some people i feel like tell you that like as i yeah. swear i still hear that and there's like books about that but i think there's a balance of like to your point I'm, and I'm literally going to add that to all my stuff. It's like all of this is second to what we talk about in our orientation, yeah. or, you know, probably which is we are focusing on the customer experience over everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sorry. That was long no, 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 no. So, I'm uh, getting selfish. Like, <laughs> can you help me? No, but that's, but that, but I mean, that's, that's dude, it. all I think we, about is that. Shit. We have, um, we have all of our employees do kind of a little bit of everything. And I, I actually, at the end of the week, we shoot for 25% as okay. well. Often we get 20. And when it hits 20, I actually am worried because I think to myself, how did the experience, how was the experience? So on one side you're like, oh, I'm glad yeah. I saved some money. Exactly. But was, was though, yeah. the experience there? And so. So
0: you want to use the whole 25?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think ideally. ideally we ju- a balance, I but guess. But we've got, we have, uh, the, the amount of stuff that our staff does is really quite amazing. Because we actually, you, you've got the same thing. There's prep. There's cleaning, there's, there's customer service, there's getting people in and out, there's online orders, there's third-party orders. Yes. So it's all this stuff, and that's where the process has come in place, right? And then having people have specific roles, but also trusting them.
0: I was gonna say, it seems like you need to lean on, like I'm learning this, and it seems like what you're saying is like, you gotta lean on your people more. Almost yeah. like, they, hey Lauren, I trained you how to do this. Now, instead of giving you a baby list of follow this like a robot, like you know what to do for to a degree. And
1: and I think I think you I I so I always try to put myself in in the employees mm-hmm. shoes, right? And at the end of the day we're all we're all self-centric, right? Like at the end of the day we look out for ourselves. So I try to look out at, at my employee and say, what is their experience when they come in would I want to just go grab a list and yeah. walk through this now there are, there are personalities that love lists that yeah. love to, to check things off and that's how there are other personalities that. Don't. so we, we try to match personalities as well I have, I have several employees that get so much stuff done but they don't love to be in front of a customer yeah when they're in front of a customer they're polite they're great but it's a bit awkward for them right. they don't like it so we try to find other spots to, to put them
0: yeah it's it's I think it's important to like e- even to like if I was talking to another young entrepreneur like this is literally something I feel like I'm learning in this instant is like there is no key to to you make I'll just call myself out like Ethan you can't just like subscribe to Joel build everything into Joel <laughs> not sleep for three days and think like this is the key to opening as many locations as you want or same thing with well, my train your training program. Yeah. I honestly thought that like, but the reality is, and I should have known this and you're opening my eyes to it is like, yeah, that stuff's important. Yeah. Comma. You also, it also takes time and you need to build relationships with people and yeah. have managers and build a team. And
1: I, I had an employee tell me There's the no other. Way to do it that. I had an employee tell me the other day. This is a, another great thing about actually working with right, and I ask lots of questions. So I was working at the arena the other day, and I was talking with uh, with a young man who who's part of our team. He's fantastic. Part of your team. Yeah, uh, and um, he he sa- we were talking about a few employees, newer employees. Uh-huh. And I said, how you know how can we get these people up to speed more quickly? I feel like my training's not there. I feel like we're not you where were we need to be. This? Yeah, I said that. Got it. And he said, Lauren, you got to understand, and he's a fantastic employee, but he said, it took me a month. It took me literally four yeah. to six weeks to actually put everything together. And so I think often we think things are simple because yeah. we've been doing it all yeah. the time, but oh, they're so not. relatable to this. And too. so he said, you've just got to, you got to give people
0: a little bit of benefit of the doubt and give them time. Dude, I'm frustrated about this right now. Yeah. Like I'm frustrated about this right now with my like i don't feel bad telling them because they know we're working with them on it but west jordan store is slow so slow instagram dms rachel will tell you all day west jordan slow reviews West Jordan slow. Uh-huh. They're a brand new team. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, they're not brand new, but we're talking about moving a car in less than a minute. You know, that's what people expect these I days know. on a I massive know. order. I know. Um, I'm, I'm literally fra- like, and one of the things is, well, they have the same scheduling policies as the other stores, AKA, and the biz- if they're doing the same amount of revenue at any given time, they have the same amount of staff. Yeah. It's not like they're understaffed. Yeah. Um, I, it just takes time. Huh? It takes time. Like I was just frustrated yesterday. I'm like, this we have the position on window, right? Where you now nav- basically, I'll say it out loud and it sounds way more complicated. You have 20 orders on the screen. Yeah. You're now navigating all this stuff just piling onto the table. Yeah. You get to separate it, greet the customer, say yeah. hello, take their cash if it's cash. Oh, but I want to add this. Hit the script perfectly. That's like the hardest thing of it's all hard. time. But while also doing another job because we're expecting you to help in other places. You know, it's like, I'm lit, that's... F- Dude, so much relatable stuff in our stages of growth because I'm like I'm literally frustrated about this right now but I need to be patient well
1: yeah and and one of the things that so we just uh, you know like what we do is not like rocket science so and I actually feel this way even when I was at Bank of America when I was hiring people to work um, on my team I hired an individual for who the individual was because most of the other stuff you can teach them yeah and so when we hire, and it's hard, you know it's so hard yeah. to hire right now. It's so competitive. Um, but we just hire for an individual. I, I don't- It's I, unmatched
0: I, hard, I feel like. It's, it's never it's, been this hard. It
1: never been this hard.
0: You never had to pay this much either. Never. And, and it's hard not to fall
1: into, they walked in the door, I'm hiring them, right? because yep. we need we need a body. Dude, I'm doing great. Right? So 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. like you know, and it's hard not I did and, that
0: with some a prep person earlier this week and it's and, serious. Cuz you have to. Sometimes. sometimes it works out and yeah. sometimes
1: it doesn't. But but, but You're but, saying that's a bad hire usually. I don't I, 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 it's not hard Not necessarily,
0: to but yeah. But
1: I what I'm saying is I just hire for character more than anything. Yeah. And so I ask questions like if they're in, if they're in college, I ask them, "Tell me about the decision-making process of how you decided you want to go to school. Gotcha. How did you decide your your major?" So you
0: start to get a, an idea. These are interview questions. Yeah. What well, what are some other good ones? Because this is actually. Interview questions suck. They're scripted. Yeah. But unless you can have some ones that so, they're not expecting.
1: So um, I, I'll ask them often, and this is a bit maybe more canned, but you know, hey, tell me about an experience you've had with working with someone who didn't agree with you. Yeah. Right. Tell me about that. Walk me through.
0: And they got to tell you a little. And they got to tell you a little bit, and yeah. you see
1: how they react. So then you get a, a general idea of how how they're going to probably react with a customer. Yep as well yeah so these are kind of some of the things that i learned when i was at bank of america and was in corporate world that are good things that you do that you take away from that is is behaviors and what what are the behaviors and and and, and so forth and it's and
0: you think like it's an hourly job but dude one of the things that rachel and i were just talking about i think while we were driving up here is we we're talking about how much we've been working lately or, or this is a couple hours ago, we were talking about how much we've been working lately. And I was saying we're putting in so many rep. Like if you think about it in like reps terms, like uh, the average person's working half than us yeah. or a third than us. Yeah. I was like, you're putting in <laughs> two to three times the work. So someone like your peer that is yeah. working the average amount, yeah, if yeah. you're working three times, you should have three times the experience. Yeah. And it was true a little bit, but I don't, and now, now that we've had this conversation it's got me thinking at a different angle is like the part that is probably the hardest to do is the stuff like is scaling relationships and ways to navigate people yeah you know what i mean like like i feel like i know every i feel like i know exactly the method to blow up marketing for a store yeah. like i feel like i'm positive this is great i do it i'm i think i'm doing it right now yeah. i think i'm doing it yeah i got a very popular like you know relevant brand on all the communication channels we use yeah. but what I, where i'm not like as wise as i may like think i am is or i know that this is true is that i don't i'm still learning how to have how to have relationships with 100 plus employees it's hard and how to give them what they need and and expect enough and hold them accountable yeah. and is there anything else that you can like shed on like okay you have a lot of employees you have to you use them to get your job done. Like, what? What other? Yeah, having so employees is the hardest thing of all time. Yeah. I feel like you're rocking at it right well, now. Well, I, I
1: don't know about that. Me I mean, it's hard. It's, it's hard, right? Like everything's really hard. And that and and being being someone who loves the brand and is heart is not willing to, to maybe delegate as much as possible. This is this is what I teach my clients when I my when I go do consulting work. Is I work with mid level leaders and frontline um, frontline leaders. And executive leaders, and we talk about delegation, and it's funny because then you look back at your own business, and you're like, <laughs> I'm not as good as what I'm preaching to them. Yeah. And it's hard when it's when, when you're in your own situation, right? But I, I just think so. First of all, 100 employees is unreal. Like that's really hard for you to have an individual relationship with every single one of those individuals. Sure. And yeah. the, and, the, and the argument is is that you probably shouldn't.
0: Sure. Right? But like how? And for me, I, I still do. Have, I love to have those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I have transitioned over the last year into like, okay, now I'm at a different point of I worked with my managers of each of the store. Yeah. So I've invested a ton yeah. to have a ton of management yeah. and um, like now I'm like trying to figure out, okay, how do I train them to now do what yeah. I was trying to do before yeah. this, you know, <laughs> it's, it's because hard. the reality is I'm still learning. Like I don't, <laughs> this is a whole nother thing, but like, I, I don't know the answer just to everything yeah. and you'll relate to this. There's no one else like we're at the top, so whatever we say goes. So if you're yeah. gonna guess or you know for sure, either way, like it's, <laughs> you're it's hard to navigate. And, and
1: there's no book, right? Like so being I'm an to entrepreneur, there's how to do that. Yeah. Man.
0: Just like an- anything else, you can shed a light on with delegation.
1: Well, so I think one thing, and we, this goes for our company from top to bottom, is I think first of all we we care about the individuals and their experience in working with us. Oh yeah. Yes. And I'm sure you feel the exact same way. Yeah. Um, sometimes as a business you sacrifice things for the benefit of those that work for, I had a, for example I had, a, I, had a, I had a team member yesterday sent me a text and said hey I need to, I need Friday off, well she was on the schedule for Friday and I said okay you need to you need to, you need to find someone to work because yeah. the schedule's already the classic made classic
0: situation right? dude. <laughs> and, sh-
1: and she wrote back she said, and I said what's going on So that opened the door for her to actually, she said, my professor just changed our exam. And she's she's at University of Utah. And so my response to her was, what time? I'll go cover you. So. uh, How often do you do that? We do it a lot and it's hard, right? So So when,
0: cause that, this is probably, anyone who owns a small business can relate to the following line. I can't come in from my shift today yeah. No one can cover. What should I do? Yeah. What should I do? <laughs> Take some responsibility and find yeah. someone to work for you, right? So th- in this situation, it was like this it is was real.
1: This was, was a real because it was a real te- like, and you a that test. Like it's a test. I wouldn't do that for someone who's you know you can tell when someone's making something yeah. up yeah. or they didn't plan yeah. well. Yep. This was a real situation, and yeah. so I'm happy to do that. Um, and you're right. The hardest thing, and so that's where I try to push as well to the other leaders at the at the store. No, you need to talk to them, and um, it's hard. We Dude, had it's, hard. it's it's really hard. And we we we've, we've kind of instituted, and this is hard because we need bodies, right? But we've instituted a rule because it's not fair to the rest of the employees. That's the that's it's not fair to the customer, the guest. It's not fair to your other employees, the team. So we've instituted kind of this thing that like I just tell people like. You do a no-show, no call. You're gone. Yeah, you're gone, and it sucks because we we've, we've lost a few people that yeah. had a lot of experience, but they did it because they were irresponsible, <laughs> and we we just stuck to it.
0: Yeah. So. Okay, dude. I'll wrap it up. I, yeah. I can't think more than anything. Like it's, and I, I feel like I knew this, and I'm I'm gonna continue to learn this even more starting today. But marketing. Yeah. It's easy, dude. <laughs> like like for, we for can you. figure out how to do. But really though, like we can figure out, and, and maybe that's, maybe this is Ethan's formula, yeah. or b- what I'm about to say. But for me, it's like, I feel like uh, the, the, it's figured out. And anything else that comes along, I'll figure that out too. Yeah. The forever figuring out is people, like navigating yeah. people. Yeah. Na- navigating people is the difference between like, just only ever having one store and maybe going ahead of business <laughs> to getting to where at, we're at plus, where we're trying to go for forever. I feel like okay. the single variable will be the teams that we have doing it. On it. We're the vulnerability of our, of our team. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, and I mean, and so first of all, like have nothing but respect and admiration for you and your marketing abilities. I wish I had those abilities. I wish I had time to, to put more, and we need to, but, but we've taken a little bit of approach. We had a bit of a, of a, of a large growth at the beginning. And then we've kind of scaled back. Yeah. And we've just said before, until we get ducks in a row here. Yeah. We'll talk about. And a, a, as an expanding. entrepreneur,
0: like we're balancing that stuff. Yeah. You know, like we're we're balancing when we, <laughs> when we can't handle a lot more business, and yeah. and and when we can. um, anything else we need to know before you log off no it's just maybe maybe like
1: the last thing is that you mentioned before kind of like the entrepreneurial life and I just I think one of the things that at the end of the day sometimes is frustrating from an entrepreneurial standpoint is when especially when you get complaints about the business and, and 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 many of those are super legit we can get better on there are some complaints that you look at and you scratch your head and you say I wish that person would take us a minute to have a little bit of empathy and put themselves in our shoes. All the time. I had a DoorDash driver the other day come in. I was running one of the, I was running our he and he was super rude to me. He didn't know that I was the owner, but he was super rude to me. And I actually said to him, I said, you know what? How would it be if we switch jobs for the day? Why don't you let me experience you and you experience me? And then you'll have a little bit of empathy of when you walk in here with with a bad attitude and you're upset that we don't have the order ready for you right when you want it, you'll understand why maybe it's not ready right when you have it. And so as an entrepreneur, you just balance so many things. It's so hard to be perfect at everything. And naturally you gravitate to those things that you're good at. And um, and so so it's just a challenge. It's
0: I, I think. Uh, Did they get to these reviews? Cause do they? I'm not gonna lie. They get to me. Oh yeah. No matter what, I think no they'll me. always kind of get to always me because we're trying to be. Because you care about like, your
1: business and your brand. Yeah. You yeah. care about your business and your brand. Yeah. And you and your guests, right? And and actually, at the end of the day, like those opportunities. Um, to to catch those and, and learn from those is they're actually it's a really good thing. I sh- we share the positives and the and the negative reviews with with our team.
0: I have a weird question to end. Yeah. I've never yeah. asked this one. Do you have any advice for me? Like you've, know, you've seen me like from even from yeah. where we've seen each other yeah. like what kind of feedback could you give me if you had to give if you had to give me any? So, dude, honestly, I'm literally just wanting to know. <laughs> I'll make you answer because, <laughs> dude, I have just a ton of respect for you, and I'm I'm literally feel like I'm gonna apply so many lessons. Or, if not lessons, it's like I I know this is stuff I could be good at, but just like uh, focus, you know, uh-huh. on the importance of these kind of things that we were talking about. But well, so
1: so you know I'm not in the day-to-day with you I, I follow you on Instagram and we can, can contact each other. Your, your your statement earlier made me laugh we, we ran into each other at Vivint the other day we literally didn't even say a word to each other we just gave it we just gave it yeah like we're both in I the hadn't same slept boat either. and I just laughed when I got home I'm like that was so funny but um, and I had an employee tell me the other like, feedback so I, I, I like getting feedback and, and I need to do better at that but an employee told me the other day said Lauren our business is going better than it's ever been, but you don't look happy. When you come into the well, store, you don't look happy, and that hurt. Like yeah, that, that hit crushed hard. you. And so, because you want to be
0: the you I mean you want to be yeah there, yeah yeah
1: want to be the example. Well, was as well, it a slap right?
0: in the face? Or yeah, no. Like I took n- it. I took. Or did you know? I agreed. Card?
1: I yeah, agreed. Okay, got it. Yeah, I 100% agreed. And I think part of that is because I don't have balance i you know there's the business will take as much time as you give the business
0: you don't have balance, you feel like
1: i like i have I have a wife and three kids, right, Yeah. and um i'm working on it, but I have my laptop open all the time. Gotcha. My kids are playing around me. I have to make a concerted effort to close
0: that and say my focus is here do you feel because i i feel like i have we're going it doesn't matter we got I gotta go on this because this is so relatable for, you, for me and you it's yeah. like because I feel two ways about balance one I don't give a crap yeah. I don't give a crap what anyone thinks yeah. about how much I'm, what I'm doing with my life honestly sure. like the, the way I usually think about it is like what if like for example I liked riding dirt bikes yeah. as much as I liked entrepreneurship yeah. I'd be at work then I'd be riding dirt bikes yeah okay say so that's uh, all but six seven hours of the day when i'm sleeping well i'd like entrepreneurship more than dirt biking and more than anything so i get my hours to go to work plus do my ho- like it's a hobby on the one hand comma like uh, i'm gonna i would call myself out a million times out of 10 which is i need to clean my room do my laundry <laughs> call my mom more, or, yeah you yeah. know like even things i yeah. feel like i'm good at, i want to do more i'm I'm just making sure this thing, well, this is probably what you were telling me, but I I feel like to me, on on the one hand, I don't care what people think, but at the same time, like when someone like that in my life that is someone like you is saying it, I do look at it and I think about it and I'm like, oh wait, is this stuff is this getting out of hand you know yeah but so I i getting one, out of hand Lauren I'm, I'm on <laughs> well I'm
1: on the same page as you so I love what I do right like I love and my consulting work starting to pick up a little bit, and I love that. So I'm getting pulled in all these directions, and do I you just like?
0: so you like it. You like I love it. Yeah,
1: I love it. I, I love working with others and helping others improve what they're doing. Even as much as you do it, I love it. The amount of hours that you do yeah, it, yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. Love working. I love having my laptop over. It's exhilar it's exhilarating to look at the numbers. It's exhilarating to follow the numbers. It's exhilarating to just follow the progress of the business. All I would say, and, and, and again, this is like feedback. Not even, Dude, you, not even observing not even observing you like all hard. the time I'm just saying like I'm because I think we're similar I would just say don't forget the other relationships in your life and I think you hit on hit on it a little bit um as He's, well with, I, with, with like your mom with like calling your mom my relationship in the last few months with my parents has never been better than my wife told me last night she said it's I've never seen you talk so much to your parents but it's because I put a concerted effort on like, I need to be Priority. a better son. I need to work, I need to have a good relationship with my parents. Tell,
0: tell, tell me what you think about this potential plan that I'm thinking, because, yeah. I'm, and this will wrap it up, I promise. <laughs> like, <laughs> I posted on Instagram last night about, I got my little certification yeah. from Wetzel, yeah, so yeah, I was excited yeah. about <laughs> it. And I wrote a long caption because I got excited, but I was like, I am so, like, there is nothing I want to do. It, it feels like I'm in this competition. Dude, you know, like, and, uh, and this couldn't be more fun. Yeah. And here we are like going into what's probably hopefully going to be a booming, busy summer as we both are hoping, like, this is amazing, dude. Like, I don't want to do anything but work. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, okay, what if I check off priorities of, of for me, it's my, my mom and my immediate family and my girlfriend and not really, and then work. And then not a ton, a ton else. Like yeah, it's okay. I don't and that's feel really bad right now. Like if my room's messy, like, sure. I don't feel really bad. Sure. Ditching. I don't care about missing early twenties friends' experiences that much either. You sure. know, Like I had a little bit of my fun with that. Like I don't know. Does and that and, seem and like I would I reasonable? would never
1: one hundred percent. I would never tell someone how to live their life from that from that perspective because we're just all so different, right? Yeah. And like you get, you're exhilarated by your business. All I, all all I'm saying is like, and I'm with you. Like I, I literally have a small circle. I've always been this way. I have a small circle of closer friends and those are the people. And I'm, I'm kind and, and, and friends and would consider myself a a friend with these others. But that tight group, that's the most important thing for you. Yeah.
0: So as you're, as long as you're calling them and they, yeah. And I feel like those closest ones for me, like I can think of my best friend calling like, or, or two or three of my best friends that are yeah. like really my closest friends. I feel like they get it. They like, get it. They're like, oh, it's just you're, Ethan. And when he's done, he's done.
1: And you're going to pick up. And yeah. it, I have a couple of my closest friends. I haven't seen them in four or five years. We talk two or three times a year on the phone. It's normal. Like it's yeah. it's like it's we pick up the conversation. It's yeah. never awkward. Like they get it. You're busy. I'm busy. But our friendship's still there.
0: Dude, we got to do an episode too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an episode too soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, dude. Everyone, Honest e- before we go, um, is it the Shine that I like? Yeah. Same. The Shine breakfast sandwich will change your life. <laughs> it's What I do, it, isn't that Havarti usually? Havarti. I usually uh, get it with mozzarella. They put fresh mozzarella in it. I do extra sea salt. It's bacon, egg, and cheese. It's fresh. It's a panini. And then I get a baby acai bowl to go with it. It will change your life. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It's a good get the breakfast. Love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Laura. Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of the learning by doing podcast it has been a blast having this podcast and be able to communicate with the Ethan from thirst nation in just another way. Um, speaking of Ethan from thirst, if you guys haven't followed me on Instagram or checked out my YouTube channel, that's really where I'm sharing everything, the whole entrepreneurial journey, everything, every part of it, you're going to get it. Follow me at Ethan from thirst on Instagram. And, uh, I'd be really grateful for your follow. I, would look forward to having a conversation with you over DM. Leaving a review if you like this podcast too. It would be awesome because I'm trying to get in the podcast game and uh, I'd love your uh, approval. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.